Got him scared to talk now. Yeah. Oh, Jason, you're talking soft. And that's really the end of it, because then it gets into other questions that are about the game. But Penny. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you ready to turn it out, you're like, right, well, you you have a whole mental preparation going into the day. Like, hey, as soon as I walk in here, it's on site with whoever say the first thing to me. And that's oh, what it was. Tight. Oh, and- Hey man, y'all, y'all better respect that man. Hey man, and then, Penn, and then he said, "Yo, I got seventeen-year-olds. These dudes over here playing twenty-three-year-olds." I was doing the math in my head, boy. You kind of old to be in college playing hey, basketball. Man, that COVID year, that COVID year, they don't uh, have to. Oh, uh, you get a whole so nother, you, Your seniors right. now are twenty-three. Your redshirt fifth-year seniors are six-year seniors at twenty-four. You know, college basketball ain't where it's at anymore. If you pass the freshman in college basketball, you ain't that good. There's very few that are that great. So these dudes are out here trying to play to get to the G League at 24. They smoking cigarettes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 41 of the Splash Cast, entitled Did You See That? The Around the League edition. I'm your co-host, Reggie. I am your well-hydrated and full of beer co-host, Norwood. Did You See That? is quite the episode. We'll get into that later. Did you see me win all weekend? So, uh, as you know, the Around the League edition, we talk about the HBCU news around the culture, news around the NFL and NCAA football, news around NBA basketball, as well as the splashes of the week. The around the ATL edition of episode 41 of Splashcast, did you see that is already out on all your DSPs as well as on YouTube? Please, please go listen. Uh, enjoy, rate, review us, all of those great things. With that being said, let's get into our favorite segment of the Splash Cast, one that we hold near and dear to our hearts, the HBCU news around the culture. I'm going to take these uh, off just for a moment. They're going to come back here in a minute, but let's handle the HBCU before we get into this NFL and these beers that I want off you, my friend. Oh, come on, man. So, uh in HBCU news, man, this is this is a story that it, I'm happy for him, but it pisses me off. So Cortez Hankton uh, has been hired by LSU uh, to become their wide receivers coach and a passing game coordinator. Why is that a big deal? Because Cortez Hankton was the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator this year for the national championship winning Georgia Bulldogs. 
Um, so it's kind of a surprise to some that he would leave a national championship Georgia Bulldogs football team and go to LSU with Brian Kelly, who has literally run one nothing. Um, but the thing about Cortez Hankton is Cortez Hankton. Why is this HBCU news? One, because he went where Texas Southern, right? Uh, yes, he did. He went to Texas Southern and he's from New Orleans and he went to St. Augustine High School, which in New Orleans is definitely called St. Aug. He went to St. Aug. He's he's from down there. He played in Jacksonville. Uh, he has a strong connection to that place. Probably so, all too, boy. Food. For y'all, I would say it's a problem for us, but we got so many problems. We don't, we don't, we don't, they in the West, brother. We don't play them. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. The only problem we got is Texas and Oklahoma coming because that means Alabama and Auburn are probably coming to the East. No, but, no, 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 no. Send us Auburn. You better keep it. Hey, y'all better keep Alabama over gotta, there. You got to have two. H. There can only be one. High, Highlander. <laughs> no. You better keep Alabama over there. Uh, wherever, <laughs> hey. And that's fine. We'll go to the West. Wherever Alabama is, I ain't trying to be there. Well, so we need a pan. Say whatever you want to. Go. I want to <laughs> shot. Said that. I you said be look that. out, look at Auburn. I don't Auburn want to see Alabama every year. They mad at Auburn. us now. Ain't never. Oh, you know what, though? If they reformulate it, you still we still wouldn't be tied to them. They will go four, four, and four, and then there will be three teams that are linked to them, but it wouldn't be us except for like every fifth or seventh year, something wild. No, y'all um, be like the LSU again because you'd have to play. There, there wouldn't be a lot of cross, cross playing because you'd have to play everybody in your division. At that point, you've got what seven division games? I mean, yeah, seven. East I don't games. want. I don't want nothing where we got to play Alabama every year. That's what got Urban Meyer out of there. <laughs> he said. We said. Well. <laughs> Everybody has fired a coach except for Alabama. I drink to that. At least it's your <laughs> beer. So getting back to it, man. It's not, I ain't bought you shit yet. See, don't block your blessings. So LSU uh, hires <laughs> former star Cortez Hankton. Uh, we we wish you salute. I, I do hope and wish you well. I hate that you left Georgia, but because uh, you, I'm happy you. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy you left Georgia, number one. Those guys are trash. Number two, shout out to, uh, I mean, don't think anything has changed. It's, it's still Gator Gang over here to the death. Know it. But, yes, also shout out to the guys coming out of, out of HBCUs and, and just doing it. For as much as we talked about we want black head coaches, black coordinators to move up, He's getting paid more money. He's getting just as much exposure, and he's at home. You can't, you can't criticize it. Can't criticize it. Shout out to Cortez, man. If you did, you'd be a hater. Yep, and that's something that we are not. There is more news, and he's been quiet on the Dion front lately. You know, oh, we what a really week. <laughs> yep, we hadn't talked about Dion. Um, Dion did fire after after this year. Uh, he did fire his offensive coordinator, uh, and they this week have announced that they are bringing Brett Bartolone, 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 sorry, Brett Bartolone, to be the offensive coordinator at uh, at Jackson State. Bartolone is a native of California, and he played at Washington State. 
under Mike Leach from 2012 to 2015. Uh, right now, I think he's coming from the University of Nevada, if I'm not mistaken, as right. their offensive coordinator or quarterbacks coach. Offensive analyst in quarterbacks. Yes. Offensive analyst. So, Dion, if one thing Dion is going to be, and he wants his son to be, is entertaining. And bringing in somebody that learned under Mike Leach in the air raid offense where they run five wide all the time, it's going to be a problem down there. Matter of fact, they say that uh, last year, the quarterback caution strong, strong at Nevada. Uh, they averaged 36.7 points per game. He had 4,186 yards on, uh, and completed 70% of his passes and threw 36 touchdowns and only eight interceptions in 2021. You can see what he's doing here. It's very clear what he's doing. Getting everybody to the league. Getting yep. everybody to the league. He's already killing. Dion right now is the saving of, of the swag trying, in terms of getting recruiting and building something and SOS transfer portal. Saving of swag. Tough, right? He's the yeah. saving of the swag. Man, which in the athletic commercials, he said, you know, I'm gonna get you there. So Dion, they're killing it in the in the um in the transport portal, his son Shadur was the Jerry Rice recipient, his top freshman in FCS football. Um, they already have an attacking offense. They just needed to really, I guess, he's trying to expand the the scheme, so to speak, and get everybody a chance to be seen. So, what does this remind me of? This reminds me of two offenses that I heard back in the day that were just almost unstoppable. One of them I did watch. Steve McNair at Alcorn State with his brother, where they just threw the ball all over everywhere. It was amazing to watch. And then also, ironically, the Jerry Rice-led Mississippi Valley State, Valley State. Delta Devils. They, ever, they ran five wide when people were still putting their hand in the dirt at wide receiver. <laughs> they were running five wide. <laughs> Well, hand in the dirt wide receiver is that nasty position. No, because the shoulder pads is the same size as the linebackers. And, and you had the <laughs> neck roll, boy. But not not Mississippi Valley. And if you have a chance to go back and look at Jerry Rice running Mississippi Valley State, it's gonna be a little fuzzy because it's the eighties and it's the eighties. But man, they were amazing. They were running four or five wide. Scoring 50-something points a game, all of that. That's why it's kind of sad on another note to see how far Mississippi Valley State has fallen due to everything that's wrong with the state of Mississippi. And mm. <laughs> But they have a rich and storied past of football, just like every other HBCU, and I can't wait for them to turn it back up. And hopefully, um, hopefully they can get back in it. They will. Uh, and then finally... You should, they should go get Jerry Rice, but you know Jerry want to be head coach, and Jerry ain't got no coaching experience. Man, I don't care. Who's the coach of Mississippi Valley State right now? Somebody with coaching experience. All right, I don't know his name. I don't know. Oh, okay. Name. How successful have they been? <laughs> hey, Jerry, get your ass out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't hurt. Hell. Yeah. Yeah, but shout out to Jackson State, man. They are, they are, Dion is trying to push the envelope and push the culture forward as well. And then finally, uh, New York Knicks fans will know this guy's name as he is the one that won that helped win the only championship at, uh, with the Knicks. Hey, man, they got one the Hawks don't. Well, St. Louis Hawks, but you know, we don't, you know. 
Uh, Willis Reed. Um. Willis Reed uh, got his jersey retired. If you don't know, Willis Reed came running out the tunnel with a messed up leg, uh, started the game, and Walt Frazier ended up going crazy. Uh, Walt Frazier? Walt Clyde Frazier? Yeah, Walt Frazier ended up going crazy that game for the Knicks. But Willis Reed is actually an alum of Grambling State University up there in uh, Reston, Louisiana. That's the interesting <laughs> place to be, boy. Good homecoming, though. Good homecoming. Um, so he was actually honored where he had his number 50 jersey retired uh, in the court in the Frederick C. Hobby Assembly Center was named after him. It's now called Willis Reed Court. Um, he's just, He was super excited. Willis Reed is up there in age. Uh, he was excited to sit there. He was in a mask and in a... Uh, 79 years old, so he was in a yeah. wheelchair. But um, if you don't know, Willis Reed played for Grambling from 1960 to 1964, and he led them to SWAC championships in 1963 and 1964, where he averaged 26.6 points a game, 21 rebounds as a senior. And buckets. as a senior, he averaged 27 and 21 rebounds. And his career average, mind you, he didn't play that much as a freshman. His career, that brought his career average up to 19 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, he is from Dubach, Louisiana, and grew up on a farm in Bernice and went to Westside High School. Um, he was honored as a Louisiana legend in 1998. He pretty much is, he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. He's done everything you possibly could do um, in basketball. So this yeah. is to him. He said, "This is actually the cherry or icing on the cake." For some reason, I feel like Grambling. Y'all should have done this fifteen years ago, but better 15? late than never. Fifteen. And probably the year after they won the championship. We are yeah. now uh, retiring Willis Reed jersey. We have a nat. We have an NBA champion. <laughs> You're right. And Hampton will throw you a damn parade. We had an NBA champ. <laughs> but you know. Hey man, better late than never. Shout out to Willis Reed. Salute, salute, salute. Shout out to Cortez Hankton. Um, getting money, getting clout, building your resume. And Dion pushing the culture forward, bringing Brett Bart Bart Bartalone. Bartalone. That's how you say it. Bartalone. Brett Bartalone. I've been wait. I've been waiting patiently. Just <laughs> you get it. <laughs> Bartalone from Nevada. And what does that show? That Dion don't care what color you are. If you can help make Jackson State better, he bringing you on. And they're going to be good. And they are going to sling that rock next year. I feel bad for all the SWAT cornerbacks. Yeah. Hey, I hope you got he's some up. good hips, buddy. I hope I you know. got he's some good hips. Southern, Southern got a got a cornerback uh, from Tulane. Gram Gramlin got a cornerback. They got everybody. They got a cornerback from UCLA. Cornerback oh, yeah. You, you Arkansas. Playing? Quarterback for Arkansas. They got and a lot of you keep, you keep hitting. He got something else on the way. I've been waiting. I've been watching Twitter. It ain't popped up yet, but he say he got something else on the way. So does Dion. Dion said he ain't done yet in the recruiting class. So you, you know who else said they wasn't done? Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Man, I ain't like you got all these jokes, but I ain't even mad. Like I can see if they got blown out. I was like, damn, Reggie, you be way off on those picks. That that was a great game. And shout out to Jerry, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, with that being said, Nor, we don't have anything else, man. Let's get into some news around the NFL. News around football, NFL and college football. Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and talk. 
Let's talk about these wins. More beers, more love, more life. And what I tell you, I'm a living inspiration. I'm here. I live to inspire. And I inspire by doing what? Achieving. How do you achieve? You win bets. The only reason this isn't stopping is because my computer froze. Sometimes <laughs> the Lord will stand in your way. I mean, this book is just, you go ahead. You own it now. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That's because I try. I try every day. I do the research. I read in depth. I do what it takes. I really make sure that I know the information in and out. So when I make these picks, I make it with my heart, but I also make it with my mind. And that's the reason I'm successful, kids. You sound like you ate an edible. I did not. This is what sobriety sounds like on a Monday after you worked your ass off all day. Didn't you say you're drinking a beer? And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, episode 41 of the Splash Cast. Did you see that? Uh, the Around the League edition. We are now going to get into our news around the league, NFL football, and college football edition. Hmm. As you can see, my co-host Norwood has glasses on inside. Uh, so we can talk. Let's get into, without further ado, man, let's get into these uh, NFL divisional games, man. Before let's the game started, picks. before the game started, uh, Bart Scott was on, um, asked, how did you get ready? And were you, how are you so intense? If you don't know who Bart Scott was, Bart Scott is the can't wait guy, uh, for the jets, um, when they played the Ravens and back in the day, and that was back in the day. I remember that like yesterday. Uh, and they asked him, how does he get ready? And he said he took Viagra. Now he did, he did base. <laughs> This is the time where you probably shouldn't have the sunglasses on trying to be funny. Oh, shoot him some bail. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. That's not what my degree is in. But he's, he's not either. <laughs> you know what? You're right. He, one thing Bart Scott is not. He is neither a biologist nor a scientist. With that said, he basically was alluding to the fact that Viagra allows for better circulation, which, I mean, I guess I could understand considering like if the purpose. Not, of, if you're not aroused, then it, it circulates everywhere else, right? But my thing is, I can see that being problematic. <laughs> On the initial, the initial <laughs> dosage? <laughs> <laughs> so like, what do you do it then like, it's so many questions. You know, I don't have any questions. I don't about have this. any questions my at business. all, actually. I don't have any questions at all. Yeah, uh, this is... I, whatever Bart Scott and Science School says is what I'm going to believe. And let's go with that. Hey, man, I he's mean, a millionaire. He got a job. Uh, a very successful football, football player, yeah. Uh, he uh, now, it, it, does, it does explain why he never wore long sleeves. Because he always had the circulation going. I figured if you're going to have blood circulating, you're going to be warm. Oh, my so. God. I'm just keep on drinking. <laughs> so Bart Scott told everybody that y'all need to take Viagra before the games. Y'all play the hell of a game. 
And mm. apparently everybody took their advice because the Bengals. Oh, hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> what? That locker room is crazy, yo. That locker room is out of control. Man, you cannot uh, tell no 70 <laughs> men to go take Viagra and then put on. No, everything about this is egregious. And it's just, I, I just see, like, how, how are you let's, maintaining? Let's just move on because you, you how are you maintaining yourself? Right it's, it's a whole game. Going. We don't even need to keep talking about it, man. Let's just go ahead and move on. You finna hit him with a church flip? Like, what you finna do? Oh, uh, see, you keep you set me up to, to shoot myself with the jokes, man. <laughs> you set me up. There had like okay. You know there has to be some maintenance or um. I'm trying clean to think it up, of clean it up, clean it up. Be careful. I, I'm navigating this <laughs> as closely as I possibly can. That just presents a problem, which I don't understand the answer to. And bro, don't tackle me, dog. You can't tackle me no more. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if you look at the cheerleaders wrong? Like, you stuck. Like, that thing about <laughs> yeah, you, it don't go away. Yo, it's <laughs> up and it's stuck. <laughs> Never. Yo. Never listening to that song again. Um, but anyway, moving on, man. This divisional, th this might have been the greatest playoff weekend, and we're gonna say that every year. But nah, it, this was it. Nah, this was it. This is the this, one. This was crazy. It was. This is. It was so much good football this weekend. You feel like you should have paid for some of it. Man, I I would have paid some money. Let's. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't have NFL because we know y'all greedy. Don't even get that. Don't even get the idea. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> was just playing. This is just for the podcast. We would not pay for. I mean, yeah, you will. <laughs> don't. Yeah, you will. I would really appreciate if you did not charge me for one of the few joys I have in my life left. Um, as we live through the pandemic in year seventeen thousand five hundred sixty-eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but every everything that we <laughs> well, <laughs> we've been hey, pandemic hey, we, we we yeah. what what are you gonna call? Are, are we about to have a new uh two? This letters is the dark the ages. Name? Yes, like, like yeah, you got BC, uh pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, <laughs> PP. Hey, that ain't B. I mean, <laughs> where push we it, are push pushing P. <laughs> All right, back on it, back on it, man. This division, this divisional um, round was insane, man. Let's start out with the Bengals and the Titans. If you don't remember, we do do a Saturday morning live with the splash cast. Uh, we do pick, do our picks, and Norwood picked the Bengals. That's the reason I have these glasses on because my picks are so bright that I feel like I'm blind in the world with the illumination of the knowledge that I have. I've I've attained. A, yeah, I'm for the TIU to death today, boy. I'm gonna tell Come you, on, right Clifford. Now. Clifford? <laughs> the, the, the indubitiveness <laughs> of the Velociraptor. Come on, Clifford. Anyway, I'm feeling myself. Nah, just nah. We gonna you gonna allow me to feel myself? Okay, Bar Scott. Uh, of, the, the, oh, whoa, whoa, hey. <laughs> but I did. Um, everybody told me I was crazy. Nobody I, told you you were crazy. The Bengals was not the safe pick. They were they not the safe pick. Young quarterback. They had one receiver. They didn't have a great he, offensive line. Yes, they and no way team. They and got Derrick Henry back. But I'm going to tell you. said but it. I'm you said it. I'm giving you a kudos. You said Derrick Henry 
coming back from a broken foot early with a metal plate in his foot, he's not going to be the same. Nope. I knew it. And Tannehill is Scamahill. Uh, he is the fool's goal that we all knew that him to be. Uh, and I just knew ultimately the timing was going to be off. You, you just can't put a bunch of football players on the field together. This ain't mad, dog. You have to know. You have to get that timing down. You have to practice. This man ain't been able to run. And then suddenly you're like, hey, today we need you to save us. Just never going to happen. I honestly wish he didn't even come back. It was no reason for him to come back. Um, I, I think Tennessee did a disservice to the other two backs. By running Derrick Henry 20 times for 62 yards, he did have a touchdown, but his, his longest run was only nine yards. And if you know Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is known for his being able to break 20, 30-yard runs. And you only gave the other backs uh, Foreman. You only gave Foreman four rushes, and you didn't even play the third back, uh, Mitchell. And uh, Tannehill had three rushes. Also, running backs, go get your money. Go get the it. First, the first time that you can get paid, demand that they pay you. This man has a metal plate in his foot, has not played in weeks, and they give this man 20 carries. And I, I said that before he got hurt. They're very irresponsible with the way that they treat him. And it's messed up. It's messed he's up. Been, he's been treated like that. It's the curse of being one of those kids <clears throat> that grow up too fast. He's been treated like that since – he's had 300-plus carries since, like, eighth grade. Like, there's – it's his body is eventually going to break down unless they do something different. And that's they weren't that's the why same you, team. You demand your money. As soon as you say, hey, I'm valuable, hey, hey could everything pay me right now? Because you guys aren't going to – you're not going to maintain my carries in a way where I can have a long career. You're going to try to run the wheels off of me. And then after that, you're going to franchise tag me to death. So, no, I demand to be paid as soon as I can show that I have any reasonable value. Yep. Yep. Protect, but, protect yourself, and protect, gotta, your, uh, and protect yourself from picking like Reggie too. Just listen to what I tell you to do. So we got we got to give the Bengals uh, credit because Joe Burrow was twenty eight to thirty seven for three hundred forty eight yards, and but he had no touchdowns and one INT. And I was correct in saying that their offensive line is poo poo. He was sacked nine times. And got up every time. You sacked nine. That is so impressive to be sacked nine times and then come back. And honestly, shout out to the Bengals defense. They held them to 16 points and got the game winning interception with 20 seconds left. That was able to get them close to, to kick the game winning field goal. When Tannehill threw that pick on the first one, I said, oh, we got us a game here. Uh, and, and I also want to say, Burroughs is a really young quarterback. And to get sacked nine times and not get happy feet, not, not become Shaker Mayfield, that's an accomplishment. That is a level of confidence that you don't find very often. And that's why I felt confident betting with him. You know, I just – he doesn't seem to be bothered. And I think that may be a good thing because it's conditioning him to be like, all right, I'm just going to get sacked. I just have to get up and fix it. And once again – uh, for you NFL players, you defensive backs, we will be taking $50 from each one of you. This is another week of the Burroughs Passing Clinic uh, where he made it look easy. He made it look simple. And just, you know, no helmets, no shoulder pads, just pants, and y'all just come out here and y'all going to watch Burroughs and uh, Chase throw the ball, Jamar Chase 
uh, throw the ball and dominate. Their passing, their passing Jamar league Chase, is unrivaled. Jamar Chase had five. Y'all got to Tennessee. Y'all had like the number two defense. We'll get to the number one defense because they got shredded too. But the Watch number two chicken. defense and Jamar Chase just came in there, had five catches for 100 yards. The longest was 57. And then, but T Higgins and uh, the tight end Uzoma, Uzoma had seven catches apiece for one for 96 and Uzoma for 71. And Joe Mixon. The thing about Joe Burrow that was so impressive right now is one, two, three, four, five, six receivers. Five receivers had three catches or more for Burrow's over 50 yards. Passing camp. Wheeling and dealing. And they did just enough on running the ball, 14 carries, 54 yards for Joe Mixon. And he had the cutback of the game, cut all the way back to the left and got in for the touchdown to bring them back into the game. I got to give it to them. I got to give it to you for the pick. I got to give it to the Bengals for they are nice. And now they're about to go and get the biggest test that they have. But before we move on to the next game, I have right here, I wanted to ask you this question, but I really wanted to ask you this while we were here instead of giving you a chance to think about it. Tannehill obviously ain't it, right? Tannehill obviously ain't it. I don't say that either. He's enough of it. I, I don't. You let ask, me get to, you gonna, you let ask me, me my, get to my point. I didn't. I didn't. First of all, I never finished. You cut me off. Oh, but Tannehill Tana ain't it. There's a disgruntled quarterback in Green Bay that does not want to be there, but does not want to go to a rebuild. Right now, they're about to make AJ Brown the highest paid receiver in football, more than likely. You have AJ Brown, you have Julio, who didn't have a bad game. He had a non impactful game. And you have three running backs and you have a good wire and you have a good tight end. He just got hurt. You have a good defense. To me, if Aaron Rodgers were to leave, everybody's saying he should go to San Francisco. Everybody's saying, oh, he could go to another. Tennessee looks right for the picking for Aaron Rodgers. You, I'd trade Tannehill for whatever you want. You, I'll pay you to take him. Here's a fifth round pick in Tannehill so I can sign Aaron Rodgers. Do you think Aaron Rodgers should go to the Titans or would go to the Titans. I am actually over here looking on the trade machine to see if this is reasonable right now because I never thought about it. He, but he, you, you, you can't right. He has one year on his deal. He's a free agent. Him and Devontae Adams. Oh, so it wouldn't be a trade. You probably, and you can't. I cut everybody except for Brown and yeah. What you Henry? I mean, potentially, what you could do is trade him to somebody who needs a quarterback. He's a free agent. No, 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 no. I'm talking about to make space for Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about what you can get back for Tannehill, and I'm just I want space. Give me gum. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Rodgers versus Tannehill. You I, want like. The, the 20 pack of winter fresh, or you just want the five, the 25 Man, cent juicy fruit? Old, you can give me the old zebra gum that we ate as kids that lasted three seconds. I don't God. care. Get that out third, of here, Tannehill. That third chew that zebra stripes was dead to you, fam. Man, you can You're, send Tannehill to the CFL, the UFL, the USFL, the I don't care what league he go to. He can go play baseball. Go send him to be a quarterback coach at Texas A&M. They paying everybody. He probably make more money down there anyway. Don't matter. Send him 
to the Jets, send him to purgatory with Calvin Ridley. I don't care. You have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers. And literally, Julio Jones has been complaining his whole career that he always has to stop. And he doesn't give, he doesn't have a chance to catch the ball in stride. Aaron Rodgers will, can put the ball anywhere on the field. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if you can make it materialize, then yes. Infinite, infinite amount of reasons why you want Aaron Rodgers instead of Scammer Hill. But I think it will be difficult. But I think I think that anything is possible if the Rams can sign whoever the best player is in NFL every year. If they can do it, then you can do it too. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It is going to be interesting because I'm sure A-Rod is out of there. He's, he's made it very clear. I want to be anywhere but here. Y'all can have Jordan Love. I'm about to slide. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to be interesting in the offseason, but back to the Bengals. They are in the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1988, I want to say. This is also um, the first ever away post uh, postseason game they've ever won. Mm-hmm. Ever. You've never won a game that wasn't a home game in, in your team's entire career existence how many how many opportunities have they had i mean they had the same opportunity as everybody no 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 no, no. they have not they have not made oh i mean well, as that many times. i mean if you if you habitually don't make the playoffs and that's a problem in itself or, that's fine yeah. though yeah so because the because the burrows passing clinic is here is in here to stay. Let me tell you. <laughs> if they, did anything, they found a quarterback, boy. So uh the Bengals are in the AFC championship game. Um, the next game that came on after that were the 49ers and the aforementioned Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Hold on and one second. Do you, do you pay Burroughs now? So I'm pausing because I'm trying to think of what quarterbacks are due to get a payday within the same time as Burrow. Herbert. Herbert's going to be the year before, correct? I think that you give him the house right now. The longer you wait, the exponentially more expensive quarterbacks get. Every year, you allow somebody else to reset the the, the record. I'm paying you today. Yeah, because you right now the starting money is Dak. The starting yes. that you have to pay him is Dak Prescott. You Dak and he push, this far, and he and he ain't done it, not with that. Dak got a whole team of what what he has. He literally has one player, two players, two and a half. Dak has everybody. So I, you're right. You might you might have to do it. You might have to just send the house. Might and just I, and, I, and pay him because. But you're also gonna have to pay Jamar Chase. Eventually, you're pay gonna have to too. pay. You're gonna have to pay Mixon first, and you're gonna have to pay Uzoma. Oh no 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 no! We <laughs> hey, you worry about the other two. It's two. It's a. <laughs> hey, it's two. Now you can stay here and get paid a reasonable amount of money. What we're not gonna do is go exorbitant. At the end of the day, this is the passing league, my friend. And like I told, I just said running backs get paid. So go ahead. You might need to ask for your money now too. Um, but. And I'm going to tell you, they finna go You got to pay invest. T. Higgins. You got to pay Zoma. Oh, no, no, you don't. You got to pay you don't. Tyler Boyd. You don't. You I'm going to tell you. draft the offensive Let line. me tell you, you who. You, that's who we got to pay. Hey, is 
Is Joe Beasy number one? Got to pay him. Quarterback is always going to be the first one to get. Then we need to get a line to protect him. And the only person who we know for sure ain't going nowhere is his boy, Jamar Chase. Not after Uh, he just set an NFL rookie record for having multiple playoff games of 100 yards as a rookie. Yeah. 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 Nah. So those guys are getting paid. Now, Mixon, we would like to have you around, but it's more realistic for us to find another one of you than any of these other guys. And even maybe Jamar, but Jamar can't go anywhere because that's Joe's guy. That is literally his safety blanket. So you, oh, that's yeah, never. Uh, Jamar, Jamar, <laughs> they Velcroed. Side he is pro- twins, brother. protected class. Yeah, man. So, um, but as we said, the 49ers played the Packers. And you would say that, okay, out of these two games, it's already a win-win. The 49ers, first of all, I knew Robbie Gould was the dude when he was kicking warm-up kicks while they were having their player in introduction. I was like, oh, Robbie Gould, the man. Robbie Gould is a kicker for the 49ers. I came here to do one job. And I'm going to do that job. Yep. Also, so- before we go forward, since we're talking about kickers, shout out to Evan McPherson calling his shot. That's oh, yeah, kick. the Bengals. Forgot kick. about that. Got to yeah. put that in. Evan McPherson. Uh, uh, oh, we're in field goal range. Guess we're going to the AFC Championship. Hey, man, you having a good weekend. He's a Gator. The success that I I, uh, I live for. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Robbie Gould. Robbie Gould didn't care about the intros. He was kicking warm. He did it last week, too, against the Cowboys. When the cheerleaders came in and did the, you know, the, the cheerleaders for Dallas is just as big as the, as the team. Um, they did their intros at the Chili's and he was still out there kicking. So unbothered, unbothered. And that's when I was like, you know, this, this might, I already said that the 49ers and the Packers, the 49, the Packers aren't the same thing as the Cowboys. They can stop the pass. They can score points, but they cannot stop the run and they don't run the ball. Well, what happened? The 49ers came in there. Shout out to D'Amico Ryan's. Another black defensive coordinator. Getting no love. Getting zero love from anybody. Everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers losing. Nobody's talking about the game plan that D'Amico Ryans had against the Packers. Devontae Adams, they let Devontae get his stats. Let Devontae get his money. But everything else was shut down. And, and how are people talking about Dan Quinn and not talking about D'Amico Ryans? We've seen Dan Quinn be a quarterback. I mean, not a quarterback. Jesus, no. We've seen him be a coach, and it was awful. It was bad. You want to know why? Because he he coached the Falcons. We got got to see how bad it was every damn day. Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times. Their leading rusher for the Packers only had 41 yards on Aaron Jones. The leading receiver was Devontae Adams. I mean, Aaron Jones, the running back, for nine catches for 129 yards. What does that mean? His longest catch. So he had nine catches for 129 yards, but his longest catch was 75 yards. What does that mean? What do all those stats mean? Back that out. Back that out. Whole whole, whole lot of check downs. Whole lot of check downs. You said 129 was how many he had. And he said, you said the longest was 69? 75 yards. His longest catch was 75 yards. 129. He had eight catches for uh, 54 yards. If you take away that 175 yard catch, extra regular, 
Actual regular. That's the first take thing down. I do. It, that's the first thing I do anytime I look at a receiver's game. I take out the longest and then divide by what's left. You'll see what type of game they had. Now, if you have one big play, then sure, you have one big play. But if you were just a regular guy for the rest of the game, while that's an achievement, you just you just me it. They made Devontae regular. Nine catches, 90 yards, but he, his you, longest catch was 25, so that's eight catches for 65 yards. You take that all day. Against Devontae, arguably the best receiver in the league. They shut them it, down, man. And it ain't a whole lot of arguing. Nope. And shout out to the 49ers. The 49ers did just enough to win. They and the 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 it was the special teams. The 49ers are winning with running the ball, defense, and special teams. They blocked Jimmy the G play? field goal. Yeah. Jimmy G played. He was out there, but he wasn't great. You would never know. He was 11 of 19 for 131 yards and four sacks. Mid, 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 mid. He is he is the midiest of <laughs> mid quarterbacks. He never does anything, but it's rich. Yeah, but the thing is, when it came down to it, the 49ers did what the 49ers have done all year. They played defense, and they gave the ball to Debo Samuel. And Debo Samuel, they put him back on kickoff return. That's not going to be in his stats that you're going to notice. They made him a running back and a wide receiver, and they just gave him the ball the entire fourth quarter. The position now that he calls it is called wide back. Wide um, back. Yes. With that said, I'm going to go ahead and give y'all this before we even make our predictions next week. 49ers done. They out of here. Hope they enjoyed their season. Hope they have fun. This is where Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, they play in the Rams. Oh, they just beat the Rams in L.A. Uh, yes, and you know you ain't going to beat them twice. Nah, it's difficult. Now Aaron Donald is there. But, hey, man, speaking of Jimmy G in the 49ers, with this win, one, I, we already know that this is the last hurrah for Rodgers. We know this is the last hurrah for Adams. So this is probably going to be the last hurrah for Rodgers as well. Has Jimmy G, on the other hand, earned – another year i want to say jimmy g is like seven and one in the playoffs as the 49 boy hell no hell no i could have tried it could have tried it my ass out there and did what he did and the ball off we <laughs> handed it to the left we handed it to the right throw it to george kittle <laughs> give it to debo throw it to george kittle so you yeah. don't think even though jimmy has played no. decently that he had earned, so you're going to Trey lance immediately next year because they still have jimmy under contract I will go to Trey Lance, right? That's the reason I believe they're going to lose. You think that they're going to play? Oh, they're, they're not going to play Trey Lance. You think they're going to lose yes. to Jimmy? Yes. Well, I'm. It's it's Jimmy's not going to lose the game. Eventually, your quarterback is the most important position on the field. You're going to have to have some good quarterback play at a certain point. And that is not something you can count. You can count on with Jimmy. Everybody else got a quarterback. Yeah. And you don't. Yep. 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 This is true. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Unless you want to you wanna bet. Bet what? That the 49ers are going to lose to the Rams? Yep. Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We'll get there. But so that was Saturday's games. I was like, whoo. This is crazy. All these upsets, all this stuff going on. That was the day of the upsets. The both both uh road teams won. Packers played the shit out of me. 
I really, I think, well, I mean, I was going to say me, I guess they played the world. Everybody expected them to win. And then they just. Did everybody expect them to win? We picked them, but I said, yo, the Packers, I said, I was like, yo, they don't, they have literally choked away every time they have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Every you said year. that. You every said that word for word. You said that word for word. And he, and it happened again. Um, but then we get to Sunday. I'm going to let y'all know right now, it took me all day today to not think about football and what happened on Sunday. Started out Rams Bucks. Everybody said, hey, Sneaky, shout out to Sneaky. Sneaky said the Rams are going to thrash the Buccaneers. He said it. The Rams are going to thrash the Buccaneers. And it was 20 to 3 at halftime. It was 27 to 3 in the third quarter. And of course, all you bum ass Patriots, bandwagoners, and Al Michaels, and all of them people, Chris Collinsworth, you know, hanging from the Brady teat. Talking about, oh man, let me tell you a story about the Super Bowl against the Falcons, 28 to 3 in the third quarter when I came back. And I was like, man, we didn't have Aaron Donald and we didn't have Jalen Ramsey. Apparently, touchdown. That shouldn't matter. Don't, don't matter who you got. Because <laughs> <laughs> touchdown Tom went wild crazy in the third quarter. I mean, in the second half and almost came back. The difference is the Rams kicked the field goal. And they ended up winning 30 to 27. After Brady came all the way back to lead them to tie the game. And I'm going to call you out on this, Norwood. Dude. You need to give Cooper Cup an apology on air. Nine catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown. He led the league in catches, yards per catch, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. You need to give Cooper Cup an apology. Not going to do it? Okay. <laughs> I may have been possibly slightly incorrect on my valuation of Cooper Cup. How are you slightly incorrect? I give him his credit. He has fantastic counting stats. Um, and even more than that, somehow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers managed to just lose him twice on the field. The best, the <sighs> best player on the team on offense. Why do it would not not undefended? That's the reason I specifically said lost him. If you if you beat somebody with a move or something like that, that's one thing. He was literally running around, nobody even near him, two times for two of the biggest plays in the game, if not the two biggest plays in the game. Definitely the biggest plays in the game. Why? Yeah. Why I don't necessarily really count those as, you know, high skill plays because you're just unguarded. I, I can't hate on on what happened. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was the most haterish <laughs> apology I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I mean, I still believe that the guys who I believe are better wide receivers are better wide receivers, and I think you'll pick all of them above Cooper Cup. So I am being a little facetious. I don't think that Cooper Cup is 
the number one receiver in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. It's just factually inaccurate. Maybe top five. It's still a stretch. Show me what that looks like over three years. I don't see it being real. Um, what? Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are now in the wormhole. I was waiting on you to say, show me what that looks like in three years. This year, 145 yards, 145 receptions in 17 games, 1,900 yards, 16 touchdowns. Last year, in 12 games, 92 receptions, 974 yards, three touchdowns. Year before last, in uh, 14 games, 94 receptions, 1,100 touch, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's a three-year span. Okay, you you got a strong point. I'm I'm just never gonna believe in it. I you know why? you just why why I, I could call you out on why you don't because all of the receivers you don't believe in have something in common. He, he reminds <laughs> me of he reminds me of Adam Thielen. That's who he reminds me of. Some, there's and he has something in common with him. You don't believe a lad McConkey. He has something in common with him. Nah 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 nah. Because I was a very big fan of Steve Largent. Uh, but all so you had to go all the way back there. Yes, <laughs> yes, I I surely did. That's exactly how far I had to go back. But yeah, that's about what that's the th- same three year span that Adam Thielen had. He had sixty nine receptions for nine hundred sixty seven yards. He came back to 2017, 91 receptions for one thousand two hundred seventy six yards, and then twenty eighteen, hundred thirteen catches for one thousand three hundred seventy three, and then. You can say that about a lot of receivers. You can say that about a lot of people. You didn't didn't think that Adam Thielen was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL? Didn't he win? Wasn't he in the finalists for best wide receiver in the NFL those years? I think all the people just had better stats. Nobody has had better stats than Cooper Cup. But we're not going to get – whatever. Think what you want. Tom Brady, I hate you. But you, sir, are the man. And the Rams – now – Tom Brady is the man, and I, I'll say that, that he did everything in his power to come back, but the Rams literally tried to give this game away. They fumbled four times in the second half alone. Cam Akers fumbled. They fumbled at the one-yard line at halftime. People who will not be coming back. Cam Akers, man, you, I, he tried to give the game away. The tried center his snapped career the ball. Away. Yeah, he would not be re-signed. The center snapped the ball. Over his, over Matt Stafford's head, I was like, Lord Jesus. They're, and then Mike Evans got behind Jalen Ramsey after Jalen Ramsey said, I'm going to shadow him. No more catches for the rest of the game. Touchdown. Mike Evans was going crazy. Now, one person they held on the check was Gronk. Gronk had his spaces here and there, but he was kind of in my A. Oh, and beat up. We got, we got it, but hey, man, there's one person that the Bucks missed, and he tweeted about it. <laughs> Good old oh, AD. You'll see aggressive. that this week. You'll see that this week. Just to be ready for it. Good old Mr. Passive Aggressive. <laughs> Man, Good luck, Tom t- Brady. And then a- Bucks eliminated. Yeah, AB basically held the whole Super Bowl in his hands. <laughs> and they needed he, it too. Damn, he Thanos the whole NFL. Man, I'm not giving AB all that credit. They miss Chris Godwin more than they miss AB. They miss Chris Godwin. You don't think they would have won with AB? Yeah. 
but they missed okay. Chris. They would have won. They would have won with Chris Godwin if they didn't have AB. A, Chris Godwin was the one that they were missing. So, you think Tom coming back? So he the, is. Rep- he is. The rumors, the rumors, and the reports were, if Tom had won the Super Bowl, he probably he was done back because he would have done everything he could at that moment in time. But NFL not letting Tom retire right now. Nah, uh, Tom's not going to go out. Tom is not going to be remembered as losing in the a- NFC championship game or NFC division. Or he's not going to be remembered today. His ego is too big for him to be remembered like that. Um, I just, I just think that the NFL is going to want to, you know, uh, Derek Jeter him. You got to tell yeah. us when you're really going to retire. And then we have to walk you around to every stadium. Also, can NFL player, NFL quarterback, stop touching everybody after y'all win a game. COVID is out there. And every damn weekend, quarterback win and want to give the whole stadium high fives. And I'm like, are you smoking dope? Are you crazy? If we don't, hey, we have more games when Patty Mahomes walked the whole. I'm like, bro, wrap that man in bubble wrap. Don't, don't yeah. even. Yep, yep. But um, speaking of apologies, you owe somebody else an apology. We both do. Uh, we call him I, all the time. We call him uh, the big potential. Uh, 13 years of potential. 13 years of potential in the NFL. He's been given every excuse, and they said, oh, he went to the Rams. Now he's the, that's the Rams' missing piece. Matt Stafford, 28-38, 366 yards, two touchdowns. With the game-winning game winning lollipop throw to Cooper Cup to set up the game-winning field goal. I ain't apologizing for shit. Show me. Okay. Show me. What you've done so far is what exactly what you're supposed to. This yeah. was the expectation. Be a good quarterback? Be a good enough quarterback with an all-star team. That team is, is you have Vaughn Miller, you have Aaron Donald, you have Jalen Ramsey on the same defense. That didn't they didn't make him throw 366 yards. Yeah, but you can throw a little bit more confidently knowing that the defense is gonna play was gonna play well for at least the majority of the game until touchdown. Oh, until touchdown Goff. top. Jared Goff got to the Super Bowl. If you don't if you don't get to if you don't win the Super Bowl, then you're just as good as him as far as I'm concerned. Same guy. Okay. But so you picked him to get to the Super Bowl though. Who? You did. You just said that they're gonna beat the Oh, Florida yes, Rangers. you're right. Yes, I do. But I don't. Th- I don't think that that's. I don't think the 49ers are really that good of a team. So throwing the disclaimer out there early that you said no. if you don't get to the Super Bowl, you're not Jared Goff, but you're picking him to go to the Super Bowl. But then it's not because of him; it's because the 49ers aren't as good of a team. No, he needs to win the Super Bowl. That's where the bread will be buttered. That's where the rubble will meet the road, and that's where I will gain my respect or think that he's Jared Goff. If you get to the oh, Super Bowl man. and lose. You get to that Super Bowl and lose your Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, you got it. Hey, you, you, wanna, you, want, you want me to tell you why? Because all them draft picks that they lost. If you don't win a Super Bowl, then you have. Uh, they lost draft picks in that one and the Von Miller trade. They lost draft picks on a whole lot of people. Don't have not now pick? Yeah, you better win us a championship. Yeah, and that's the expectation. And you have OBJ. Jared Goff and have OBJ. Fair, 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 fair. I would yeah. rather have I'd rather have those picks in OBJ and Jared Goff than Matt Stafford. 
the dope that you're smoking is of the highest quality. You can, but, yeah, you, no, them picks can go in. Mm, nah, because you could have you yeah. ended up with about like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, that was a great game. And then we get to the culmination of the weekend. It seemed like it was just a buildup all the way to the greatest game ever where Norwood picked the Chiefs. I picked, I picked the Bills. I thought the Bills had a chance to come in there and win that game. Um, Patrick Mahomes is that dude. And the Bills with the number one. Put the, the money number- in my left hand. Put the money in my left hand. That's Mahomes you playing with. The number one defense, the Bills. And I don't know what happened in the because it was 7-7 at halftime or something crazy like that. 10-10, 14-14. I think it was 14-14. 14-14 at halftime. The fourth quarter had 28 points scored. In the last six minutes of the quarter, they scored 28 points. Josh Allen was 27 of 37 for 329 yards and four touchdowns and rushed 11 times for 68 yards. He did everything he could to win the game. And then Patrick Mahomes just decided, eh, I'm going to go 33 or 44 for 378 yards and three touchdowns and rushing. And then it was Tyreek Hill catching the ball at the end of the game and putting up the peace sign to somebody in front of him. Do you know how fast you got to be that you're running towards somebody and they have the angle and you just be like, nah, you ain't going to catch me. And you look at them as you pass and get to the end zone. I think you're thinking about this incorrectly. Think about the man who's looking at the man who's faster than him and knows that he's in front of him, but still technically behind him. And is struggling to get there. He was, he was woofing. I am, I am running as fast as I can. I'm an NFL player and I'm in front of you, but I already (laughs) know that I'm beat. You know what that will destroy? Yeah, will destroy your mental. Because you know that I'm in front of him right now, and I'm still behind him. You can't even explain I, that to nobody. If you think about it, they are a top 2% human being in terms of athletic prowess in the world. And, he and did not you look like a regular person. The most regular of person. And then and that wasn't you. it. So they, that score happened with three minutes left. And then the bra, and then... I mean, with, with one minute left, we I'm skipping all the rest because I'm just getting to the good part. Then Josh Allen come back and score with a minute left. And then the Chiefs come back and score. And then Josh Allen come back and score with 13 seconds. Where the where the I I thought the DB just fell from footing when he was guarding Gabriel Davis on that score. Gabriel Davis made that man fall and turn around and slip at the same time. Wait, um, when you edit, can you put that like right here, right anywhere, please? I've watched this video probably a hundred times a day because every time you just see him with the, the the step to the inside, then he steps outside and he's a whooped ass. He goes straight down and it, it's embarrassing. And I was rooted for the Chiefs, but that, the A, edit that, edit that from the tape. I don't, I'm not, we're not even watching that part of the game. That was you know it's gonna get super uncomfortable in the sun. So what were you doing? You just fell down. He fell down so bad he looked like he was point shaving. Yeah, it was bad. And then I don't even know 
what the hell Buffalo was thinking because they was waving bye to the crowd after they scored. I was like, hey, but what did, when we were watching the game, what did I say? I said, hey, man, when they when when Kansas City scored three minutes left, I said, ah, they left Josh Allen three minutes. When Buffalo scored with two minutes left, I said, ah, they left Patrick Mahomes two minutes. When Kansas City scored with one minute left, I said, ah, they left Josh Allen a minute. They got timeouts. When Buffalo scored with 13 seconds left, I said, hey, man, Kansas City got a timeout. Anything is possible. I, I give it up. I, I'm going to tell y'all right now. <laughs> and first of all, if y'all listen to that first part, I know that shit's chopped and screwed like hell. Because we had to keep stopping at the end. I almost broke my headphones. I almost shed some thug tears. E of I was I was hurt. I was it was just unbelievable. It's you when that boy caught that pass, I was like, no way. And I'm gonna tell y'all. And I was I trying, and I was ahead of you. So I was trying to like hold my emotions. Like <laughs> I went preemptive with the Tom Brady jokes. And that cost, and I feel like that put the bad juju into the air. I saved something ready. I, you know, because he got hit in the mouth and he was bleeding. And I was like, here it is. And before I could save it, they scored again. And I was like, oh. And then they then fumbled. This- I was like, ooh. And then yes. Josh in the group, Josh, our friend Josh, when Buffalo scored 13 seconds left, he put in the group. Uh, Buffalo winning. And there is a there is a gym, you know, the internet worked fast. So Josh Allen screaming on the um. Screaming on the sidelines, woo, let's go. And I was like, yeah, Josh Allen, give me my beers, woo. And Patrick Mahomes just like, all right, bet. I said, nigga, 13 seconds? Yo, that boy Mahomes, Mahomes looked out for your boy. He said, hey, Norwood, relax. And I took that as disrespect. <laughs> but I just. And I knew I was, once it went to overtime, I knew they were going to lose. Oh, man. Lose. But I also want to kind of bring this around. I know this is the reason I never believed in Cam Newton. Cam Newton is a front runner. If he ever got down or got behind, it was over for him. Mahomes, and I'm looking at him, like, trotting out there. And I'm like, bro, you got a lot of pepper in your step to be down with 13 seconds left. And he just looked unbothered. No, no slumped, no head in the towel, no crying on. Mahomes like, no. You know they improv that last uh, play for them to get to field goal range with three seconds left? I did not know that. that. He said, do it, Kelsey, do it, Kelsey. And Kelsey looked at him and he said, yeah, do it, Kelsey. And instead of him, he was supposed to run a dig. But instead mm-hmm. of running a dig, he just ran an arrow out because the DB was playing outside leverage. And he just yeah. put it right on him as on the scene. I was like, but, well, yeah. But him and Kelsey do a lot of that. Yeah, because they played together a long time, man. So I definitely get it, man. So shout out to Norwood for the picks. They Shout out to NFL. Oh, well, I'm not even really mad. No, 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 no. Shout out to you for those beers. And and shout out to a wonderful, wonderful weekend, man. I, we, we have other stuff to talk about, but we have to get to college football, and we have 46 minutes. So uh, the Raiders keep messing up. They got another drunk driver, man. They got to get it together out there in Vegas. And Sean Payton might actually be leaving New Orleans. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Get out. Leave. Go. Never come back. Never come back. Gonna go to Dallas. Telling you, you said ain't gonna never going to Dallas. Sean Payton is he's he's a respected coach. He's gonna run his operation, and you know, a boatload of money. Jerry is he would be his his legacy would be out of this world. Oh man, Dallas. Yeah, he he would go to like 
not Belichick status, but right there next to it. You know how people love Dallas. And Jerry, Jerry gonna make you the superstar that you want to be. But no, never in a million years. Sean Payton not dealing with Jerry Jones. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. But moving on, man. Moving on to college football. College football, this is pretty much the quarterback, the quarterback portion of the of the football around the league edition of episode 41. Man, there's so many quarterbacks in the portal. I think there's like over 20 quarterbacks in the NCAA uh portal transfer portal is pretty much like free agency just you know a little bit more um a little bit more exciting there's jt daniels is in the portal uh you had all these quarterbacks from like oregon you had uh caleb williams who was the freshman phenom at oklahoma is in the portal you have spencer rattler that was in the portal that ended up going to south carolina get you one dog Um, i want to make I want to make sure that you're, hey, Florida, go get us a quarterback. Y'all know that we're only good with a quarterback. Good quarterback, good win. Bad quarterback, regular Florida. Hey, man, go get us a quarterback. They are available. They are everywhere. There are like 30 of them out there, and they're all four and five stars. It's shit um, like Pokemon, dog. Gotta catch them all. And even the bad ones are are, are, are sifting themselves out the way. Tate Martell has been one of those dudes that was, we did a podcast episode where we were talking about Matt McClung and Tate Martell and how they just constantly transfer because they, 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 they can't take the competition. What do, you Martell, think tra- what do you think their transcript looks like? Basket weaving, basket weaving, freshman in, intro to something, something, something. How many freshman orientations have you had? 17. He's been a freshman since he's 19, he's 24. Like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Tate Martell, for those that know who Tate Martell is, Tate Martell was a five-star quarterback coming out of Nevada, coming out of Bishop Gorman, I want to say, in Nevada, which is like one of the powerhouses on the West Coast. Um, he ended up going to, to Ohio State, and he was in the same class as Justin Fields. Justin Fields went to Georgia, and he and once he went to Georgia, Tate Martell committed to Ohio State. Justin Fields said, I'm probably going to transfer into the transfer portal. Tate Martell tweeted, don't make the same mistake twice. Don't get basically don't get beat out to be the second string quarterback twice. Justin Fields went there and they pretty much right after that, they pretty much escorted Tate Martell off of the campus of Ohio State. So you're going to have to get on the fight of there. Been real, son, but you'll be playing somewhere else. So then he goes to Miami. And it's like, well, new start, new beginning. Did the whole social media rollout. I'm about to start. Got beat out by two quarterbacks down there in Miami. Got beat out so bad, they switched him to uh, wide wide receiver. Normally, if you want me to be honest, that's what they try to do to the black quarterbacks. So you got beat out by two black quarterbacks and got moved and treated like a black quarterback and moved to wide receiver where you got beat out by more brothers. Take Martell. More, I don't even say brothers, because Barrios said, you just got beat out by better athletes. You got exposed as one of the most overhyped, spoiled athletes of all kind in college football. And I say all time because it's, I don't know about way back in the day, because this is all documented. Of the modern era of football, this has to be the saddest career ever. Jesus. It is. And instead of just sitting there, and waiting your turn and embracing the competition, you decided to run all over. You went literally from coast to coast, running all over, trying to start. And now you're retiring from football. I ain't never seen nobody retire for something they ain't play. 
retiring from football for to, to go into your business ventures. Dude. Sounds Dude. like a little, he's got a little privilege in his back pocket. I do want to so, ask how, how do you retire from college football? Cause you ain't going to the league, but you had a long, <laughs> you had a long career. You played for a bunch of teams. <laughs> then they're going to give him a speech at, at his high school. That boy is a college football journeyman. Jesus. How, how is that? That's, that's the world we live in, man. It's, it's a few of them. And you had the extra COVID year. So I said, you know, you get your six years of eligibility. You could have been like Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett waited his turn. Played was a walk on. He believes he's the best quarterback and he won the national championship and he had a chance to just ride off into the sunset. But no, come back. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Said Sins back. <laughs> yes. Said Sins. Well, I'm so happy he's coming back. As soon as he said they're coming back, you can go on the Georgia blog sites and you will see somebody named Reggie or Atlanta Rays that said, we are about to lose a lot of people by Stetson Bennett coming back. First person to go is JT Daniels. Something we already knew he was going to happen. JT's 24, 25. He's got to get to the league. He ain't got a lot of time. He's about to be Chris Winkie out here. He's got to get in there. But what y'all didn't see, what I saw coming was all those receivers. Because I had been reading the rumors about how the receivers wanted JT Daniels to start. How they wanted somebody other than Stetson Bennett to start. Being the guy Stetson who can throw the ball? Because Stetson Bennett can only throw the ball deep. You know, Stetson Bennett does not throw the ball over the middle. So, unless it's to, like, Brock Bowers. So, it's tough to do when you four feet tall. So, the, the big domino that happened was Jermaine Burton. Jermaine Burton, starting wide receiver. But we did the math. He only had 26 catches this year. They played 14 games. He played in 12 of the 14 games. Like, he only had 26 catches. That's like a catch a half. Like, you can't do that. And he made a business decision. I came to Georgia. I honored my commitment. We won the national championship. I didn't complain. I stayed down. Now I'm transferring. He didn't have to transfer to Bama. Or you did. Because Bama has been putting players, receivers in the league for the last decade. Literally. All the time. Alabama has had better wide receivers than the Patriots for the last forever. And you might want to throw LSU in there, too. So, so those were the two schools that yeah, he was looking right. at. LSU took our wide receivers coach. Alabama's putting players in the league, and they just lost their top three receivers and their hybrid tight end receiver, Billingsley, to the portal. They lost, like, three receivers to the portal. They needed a receiver. And you, Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, record breaker, Stetson Bennett. Are you saying that Bryce Young is better than Stetson Bennett? I, he might be. He might be. Just might. You know, bitch, so, I might be. So Stetson Bennett is back, man, and Kirby is doing this. I I would rather see Brock Vandergriff. I would love to see Stetson Bennett as a graduate assistant, and Brock Vandergriff be the starter. He is six foot four. He literally everybody that has been. He sound like he sound like one of the twins from the dudes who started Facebook. What's uh the Winklevoss twins? Is that their name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So. He's six four. I mean, he's six four. He's he's a hit. He got the long hair. He's he is the prototypical sunshine quarterback. He got a big arm. He can. Oh, that's he your boy at Jacksonville, part two. Mm -hmm. 
He's a little uh-huh. yeah, pretty much. But they won't play him, and I think he's probably gonna transfer, and Carson Beck's gonna transfer. He's gonna be stuck with it. We get all these players to try to get recruit, we recruit all these. We get all the great quarterbacks. Kirby just don't play him. You got all these five stars, you play Stetson Bennett. You can't tell Kirby that right now, though. And, and y'all gonna say it's Stetson. Yeah, he made some catches. He was four for four in the fourth quarter, but he was terrible for quarters one through three. And the defense saved that game. Um, and Kirby is now going to try to recruit. He was just this week in in Louisiana at Arch Manning's basketball game because they're trying to get Arch Manning to come and be the quarterback, 2023 quarterback. That's some recruiting. So watch watch that boy play basketball. It's some real recruiting. That's just be real. Oh, yeah. Well, all of them. The whole Georgia staff was there and the entire Alabama staff was there as well to watch him play. Why? Because Arch Manning is the number one quarterback. He is the nephew of Peyton and Eli. His, he is the son of the more athletic brother who had a degenerative neck disease in Cooper. And he's the grandson of Arch Manning. So this is the first family of football. And he is 6'5", 220 pounds, and can throw the ball and run the ball and dunk and all of those wonderful things. And But that's not why we're talking about him. We're talking about him because, because of NIL deals. NIL is not limited. Everybody thinks it's just college. It is not. It is now anybody can get paid. He is now worth $1.6 million in endorsements from the NIL. Not that he needed it. But he's now worth one point yeah, six million dollars. This is well, a new all the age, people man. who did not need it. He needed it the least. All those players that played football back in the day that like Reggie Bush. I know Reggie Bush is feeling like Michael Jordan looking at Kevin Garnett's giant contract. Like Michael Jordan made like a hundred million dollars for his career. Kevin Garnett made a hundred million dollars on one contract <laughs> and had three. Well, you got a little inflation in there, and Mike does have the biggest sports brand of all time, but he was undervalued though. But yes, yeah. desperately. So I mean, NCAA football, it's some the quarterbacks, the money, everything is flowing. Go ahead and get you a piece, dog. It's gonna be a, it's a lot of money going. If you playing football, go ahead and get you a piece, man. Get paid. Go ahead. They paying somebody, might as well be you. Yep, yep, yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a long episode because this football was 57 minutes by itself, but we had to talk. It was so much to talk about. There was so much that happened in football this weekend. It was so amazing. You know what happened the most, though? I was right. That's what happened. The majority of the weekend was Norwood was right. We should rename this episode Norwood was right. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, we are now going to get into the NBA news around the league. A lot of text flying. The Mavs are good. I can't believe I have to say it, man. The Mavs are good. Uh, We got some other things. Who bet the Mavs? Who who bet on the Mavs? Y'all stay tuned, man. Y'all stay tuned as we get into the NBA. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 41 of the Splash Cast entitled Did You See That? The Around the League edition. Y'all don't know how funny that is. We had to shoot that about three times for me to get it correct. But uh, <laughs> we are now going to get in some news and notes around the NBA. Um, lot going on. Lot going on. I, I'm going to start off with something that's important because, you know, we champion 
uh, uh, black coaches getting their just due. We'll jump down to Kevin Ali, the former UConn men's basketball coach, wins his arbitration case where he was improperly fired uh, and UConn must pay him what they owe, which is $11 million. So what UConn was trying to do, uh, they placed him on probation and sanctioned individually for those violations which occurred from 2013 to 2018 so they basically tried to make him the scapegoat for UConn going on probation and after 33 days of hearings and arbitration it clearly established through cross-examination that Ali did not violate any NCAA rules that were used to justify the draconian sanctions imposed on him meaning you can't throw me under the bus and he took him to court and what it because if they threw him under the bus then he wouldn't have got any money so he wouldn't have got his $11 million. And we know in basketball, most of your contracts are what? Fully guaranteed unless you screw it up. So shout out to Kevin Ali for winning that, man. What's your thoughts on that? Okay, so number one, Kevin Ali. This is another PWI who tries to take advantage of a black coach. Covered this a million times in Michigan State. No need to do it again. I like that the ruling is a total vindication. There is no gray area. There is no maybe. There is no, hey, this is cloudy. We're unsure. Total vindication. And even better, in the next 10 business days, they must pay him $11 million. 10 business days. Let me tell you what I'm going to be doing for the next 10 days. I'm going on vacation. That's 240 hours. Baby, <laughs> baby, pack your bags. We're going out of town for the next two, three weeks. And all we're going to do is eat and drink and wait for that direct deposit to hit. But what's important about that, along with the money, is he couldn't get another job. It was going to be difficult for him to get another job because his reputation is tarnished. They're saying that he was the reason that they went on probation. So now, not only is his bank account vindicated, his his resume is vindicated. Cash at me them bands. That's all I got to say. Go ahead. Just run me my money, man. We ain't got nothing else to talk about. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. I am waiting on the direct deposit to hit. That's all. I'm. That's it. For me, once again, just like you, when you send me my, put my money in my left hand, 10 days, I want it, want it right here. Pay me my money, run me my money. I'm not playing with y'all. Y'all tried to set me up for the okie doke. I just want my $11 million. And one wire all, transfer, one wire a, transfer. He's an alma mater of UConn. He also, and this is the same thing the Patriots going through when they did Nate Dirty. He won them a national championship in 2014. And y'all did him this dirty. The fact, the same way the pace has been struggling since they got rid of him, UConn ain't been crap since they got rid of Kevin Ali. Not my problem. Pay me my money. Run me my money. Pay so shout, me. Out, shout out to Kevin Ali, man. Norwood, tell me. And, ma and make sure y'all had that money on time. Ten business days. You heard what the people at the courthouse said. And don't yeah, play ten, with me. Ten business days. He was faced with three years of restriction from the NCAA on becoming a college head coach again. 
because of everything going on. Let me tell you something. That $11 million might be taking some of that to be paid to some lawyers for you to give me $3, three years worth of compensation that I missed out on. I don't think that this, if he can't get another job, that, this would be the end. This is not the end of it. No, no, Ed, no. I think I think he'll find another job, but I can't. I'm excited for that direct deposit here for him. <laughs> yep. Yep. Moving on, man. Tell me about all these texts flying, man. It seems like the refs have zero patience in the NBA right now. The refs are, they sick of it, but they getting players out of there real smooth. Like, you know how back in the day, referees would be looking, they'd be looking back at you. It'll, nah, now they hit you with the spoon. Out of here. Go on, get out of here. But hey. <laughs> yeah. And I'm talking about it was a it was a flood of them. Well, I'm gonna cover the worst one last. You had Anthony Edwards playing against the Atlanta Hawks. Got I think the game. I, he earned it though. You, you, I think he flew out the f bomb. I was like, all right, you wilding. You can't walk towards the referee and continue to yell. They're gonna throw you out of the game every time. And in every that time. case, you earned it. Jimmy Butler, him and the ref kind of got into it. I don't know if he should have necessarily been thrown out. He was doing a little cussing. He was being demonstrative, but you probably should have left him in the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Mo Wagner and uh, DeMar DeRozan, they got into it. They both got texts. And then the menace himself, some know him as tall Jeremy Renner, uh, Grayson Allen, who is one of the most despicable basketball players in the NBA, uh, hurts Alex Caruso. I don't know if his shoulder or his wrist, but he's going to be reevaluated. Broken wrist. Broken wrist, six to eight weeks out. Reevaluated in six to eight weeks. And due to the fact that we've had Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter on our team for a very long time, we all know what reevaluated means. Anytime that you hear reevaluated, you assume somewhere between that dude is midway through or at least another month out. And they're going to suspend him one game for that. One, yeah, you, I mean, definitely, you definitely should be suspended for however long the player is out that you hurt. Commiserately, yeah. You can't, I mean, how about, I, I'm going to say this, and I hope it doesn't sound too bad. But you're just, I mean, you're like Bounty Gate type of thing where, all right, well, yeah, I, I'll be out of game in an 82-game season if I can take out one of the best teams in, in our conference player for six to eight weeks as they're already struggling with every other injury and COVID and everything else that's happened to them. I mean, the bulls are resilient, but they, they already didn't have necessarily the best roster. They were just a good team. This could very well be the death blow of the season. Well, what bothers me about this is Grayson Allen has a known reputation, right? He's the kick the player, he trips players, he plays dirty. Oh, he got teed up against us for pushing somebody, like going to the going to the hole. What's the one thing that you don't do? Is a person in the air. Yeah. And Grayson's a douche. He's a dirty fucker. <laughs> I'll say it. So somebody, but this is the thing. Somebody need to slap Grayson. Yeah, somebody need to put hands on him real quick. That'll that'll end all of that. All of that stuff he's doing, a good one, two to the jaw. Yeah, wouldn't do that to, wouldn't do that to run our test. Grayson Allen wouldn't be close to Ron <laughs> <laughs> or Kevin Garnett or, you know, a lot of them players, you know, it's soft, but 
Um, speaking of the Bulls, man, Lonzo had his knee scope, man. He's out. Going to be reevaluated in four to six weeks or something like that. Zach Levine down with a knee injury, too, like that. Like, Levine just came back tonight. I want to see how he did. But that's just too much. And, and Patrick Williams out with something for the foreseeable future, too. Patrick Williams been out the whole year. Yeah. Grayson's dirty, man. But you got to have somebody. Grayson. You got to have somebody slap him. Yeah, because you know him and Grayson is a guy who makes he he makes me a Trey Young fan because him and, and Trey have beef. Yeah. Ongoing beef. Yeah. So uh, it sucks that Alonzo's hurt, man. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Let's let's get to uh, well, yeah, let's on a high note. Let's get to these Mavs, man. Are the Mavs? I did not do my homework on that pick. I looked at the Grizz, who literally were on fire. But the Mavs have gone under the radar. In January, they have won 10 of 12, including blowing out the Grizzlies at home. And Norway picked the Mavs. I picked the Grizzlies. Grizzlies I got... Hmm? I gave you a shot. I said, you sure you want to do that, Reggie? Because I, I, you know, I'm a Luka Doncic fan. So... I've been watching them, and I'm like, you, you must not know they're playing really good basketball. I didn't. I didn't. Yep. Kids, that's, really that's well. why you do your homework every night so that when you come in here, you can win because six beers December, off your friend. Because in December, they actually had a really bad December, actually. They, they did. won six games. Their team and is then, bad. Then, But they've won 10 of 12. And they've beaten some good teams. They beat the Bulls when they were healthy. They beat the Warriors. They beat the Rock. Well, the Nuggets. They beat. Uh, they barely lost to the Suns. They they got blown out by the Knicks. I don't think Luca played that game. And then they beat the Grizzlies by thirteen. And let so me tell you that. Let me tell you their starting lineup because I'm sure nobody knows it. Luca at the one, undersized ass Jalen Brunson at the two, Dorian Finney-Smith at the three. Glassman himself, Chris Stapps, Porzingis at the four, and Max Cleaver playing the fives. You have so, one world beater and the middiest of mids. Now, Tim like Hardaway Jr. Cavs, boys. Out of 2007 Cavs. Are you calling Luka LeBron? In this, on this team, he is. Luka James? He's Luka James Magic Johnson, as bad as that roster is. Le- LeBron Doncic. <laughs> what you mean? Well, yeah. Horrible. That team is bad. I mean? So the Mavs, shout out to the Mavs, man. They are they are doing well. They are doing well, man. And and Luka seems to have gotten his win back. He's been getting a lot of criticism for his play. Uh, but he seems to have gotten in back back into basketball shape because he's been balling. Um, somebody else has been getting a lot of criticism. The man, Mr. Intensity himself, Russell Westbrook. Uh, he has been West Westbrook. He has been. I mean, I don't know if I've seen a fall off this quickly in somebody's career in basketball in a long time. That was. Averaging a triple-double for three years, all pro this, all pro that, MVP one year, and then just nothing. But that ain't necessarily true. I'm going to tell you why. Because he's still averaging 18.6 points a game, eight rebounds, and eight assists. He's right there. 
You want apple or cherry? <laughs> He's averaging both. <laughs> Everybody, now the turnovers is the turnovers. Yeah, I, getting them, them two for one packs. Yes, there, dog. Mm, them, them 99 cents at the gas mm. station turnover. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's 18, 8, and 8. Ask anybody else. What's their Russell, Russell Westbrook has been, he was so good for so long that he made the triple double regular. Like he made it just like eh, triple double. He ruined the triple. If if Steph ruined basketball, Russell Westbrook ruined the triple double. Mm-hmm. Yep. When it comes to the Lakers, though, Shaq was courtside one game and told Russell, "He was like, yo, you're playing too fast. You're pressing. Like Russell Westbrook is known for that little mid range from the elbow off the backboard shot. He's shooting it over the goal and." Every now and then, when somebody shoots a bad shot, it slips out their hand, they shoot it over the goal. He's doing this every game. Every game, they're showing him shoot the ball over the goal. Not over the rim. Not hitting the backboard. Over the goal. It's definitely, to me, it's definitely mental. That's where I do want to give Trey some credit. Trey was the turnover king. Mm -hmm. And it used to be Russ, James Harden, and Trey for whoever's going to lead the NBA in turnovers. Trey is like, oh, no, you're not going to put me in that group. And, he, and James either. They're like, nah, Russ, you got it. You and Luca, y'all can turn the ball over as much as y'all want to. Now, Luca, I, I give a little bit of bail because his team is out of all those guys. He's the guy who continuously plays on the worst team. Um, I don't know if I would attribute that to Trey more than I attribute that to Nate and more than I pass the blame to Vogel. I think that's coaching. No, nah, Russ been turning over for a minute now. He big to he been big turnover. Yeah, but I'm saying Trey cutting down on his turnovers was because of Nate to me. Yes, yes, it is coaching, but you still have to execute. It's easy to tell somebody, hey man, don't turn the ball over. You need to be more yeah. responsible. It is still yeah. somebody else to go out there and not do it. Because clearly, I'm sure Frank, Frank Vogel is telling, hey, Russ, we need these possessions back. Please don't throw them away. And Russ, like, I can turn the ball over. I would have, I, I don't know. I'm going to say I was going to grab Russ because Russ is still an animal. But I would have been mad about that. I can turn the ball over. Yeah, I, I, I'm afforded to do that. that. Or that I turn that bitch over 15 times. They ain't going to do nothing. Boy, that, does, that didn't age well at all. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, somebody gonna have to do something. We gonna have to hire enforcer to fight Russ, but somebody gonna have to fight him, and it's not gonna be me yeah. either. Yeah, man, they gonna have to do like James Harden said. He gonna fight Kyrie. Kyrie uh, has come back and is looking like Kyrie. Uh, the Nets definitely need Kyrie now because Kevin Durant is out with a sprained knee, so Kyrie can only play away games. And ironically, their nah, schedule has he- been. He could, they could play. They could pay that five thousand dollar fee. Well, which I still don't. I don't understand why they're not doing that. There's something else going on here because me and you have covered this before. They could pay the fees. I mean, the fines. The first two, I think, it's a thousand, two thousand, and then after he was that, just, it's just fined, wasn't he? What was he fined for? Uh, not adhering he, to the health and safety n- protocol. No, he was fined for cussing at a, a fan 
on camera. Oh, oh yeah, cussing at the fan on camera because he called them ungrateful in Cleveland because he said, I got y'all a ring and y'all still ungrateful. Yeah, and they said and they said only one, which is stupid because y'all have been a team of struggling squalor for so long. Y'all mm-hmm. are some entitled motherfuckers out there in Cleveland. Yeah. But you know, God don't like ugly. Pride so, cometh before fall. Yep. And one person that was prideful and fell to Kawhi when they were supposed to win against Toronto is Embiid Elijah He was prideful when they lost to the Hawks last year. Most of that was Ben Simmons, but there's prideful on that. Embiid Elijah has come back today in this season and letting y'all know the process is complete. He is out here getting 50 points. He is definitely not a Kevin Durant is hurt leading the league in MVP votes. I think Giannis is second because Giannis is just doing – he's Russell Westbrook in the game. He's He is at this point so dominant that everybody's just like, huh? <laughs> that's what we tried to tell y'all last year even when he was hurt and as much as we talk bad about the Sixers and we believe that the Hawks were just a better team going into the series one person we had <laughs> we had a lot of respect for is Embiid Olajuwon as we call him around here but Joel Embiid is that man and I said last season and people called me all types of fools and crazy I said he's the top five player in the NBA and he's yeah, so big He's so big. He's so fast. He's so strong. He's so talented. Nobody else can deal with that. Now, except for, you, except for Jokic. Jokic is the only one at that position. Jokic and Giannis. I'm gonna tell you why not. Because Jokic don't play no defense. And hmm. B is a very good defender. So, are you saying the best three players in the league are all big men? Because that's what the votes are saying. Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. I mean, if you, you you can't play with that man, Steph down there. Steph's still Steph. And I don't want that to get confused because they out there. Uh, Steph, since he broke the record, has been extra regular. I don't care. (laughs) It's the record. (laughs) Think about what you said. After he broke the record for shooting the most threes ever in NBA history and his career is long from over, he's been regular. Well, yeah. Sit down, Steph. Take a load off. You've only changed the game. So, yes. I mean, I mean, and before Kevin Durant got hurt, yeah. So, I don't know if you go, I don't know if we consider Kevin Durant a big or a little or medium. Kevin Durant is a, he's a wide back. He's a basketball player. Yes. Um, But yeah, if I got to pick a four guard. Yes. If I got to, if I got to pick a guy right now, Healthy and yeah, if I gotta pick any of those guys, yeah. I mean, because if you think ultimately, as good as Giannis is, you can't really count on Giannis to shoot. It's a, it's something nice that he can do. You Get can't better. count on it. Getting better. At the end of the game, you want Giannis to shoot a jump shot or no? Not right now. Oh, yeah, at the end of the game, you don't want Joel shooting a jump shot. He's like one of nine. The game winning shots at his career. Okay, but he but you feel confident that he he can shoot it. No, I don't. I just told you he's one of nine. I don't feel confident. He's shooting 10%. 
Okay, what I'm saying is he has, he has the ability full, to hit a shot. Yes, you're going to be facetious pissing me off, Reggie. But yes, you know he has the confidence to make this shot because he makes him very regularly. Giannis, while he is, and I give him a lot of credit because he's not Ben Simmons himself and not evolving his game. He is doing that. He's forcing himself to shoot it. He shoots it early and often, and he kind of gave us the business with it because we just let him, I mean, because that's the right answers. Let him stop short and shoot that jumper and see if he makes it. But he's making it. Mentally strong, man. Giannis, yes. Giannis got dunked on and came back and won the NBA Finals. Like, yes. <laughs> Like Giannis is mentally strong and everybody else ain't. That's really what it is. Um, but Embiid Elijah right now is running away with the MVP. Uh his his team is yeah. Uh <laughs> what's his name? Is is playing, but I think the the trade rumors are getting to him. Um, what's their forward there? Tobias Harris. I mean, Tobias or Harris. or or he could just be overpaid. And I I We've all, yeah, we know he's overpaid, but they had to. It was a Matt Ryan contract. They had to pay him. Who else were they going to get that was going to come to Philly? Plus, they felt like they had to sign um, Ben Simmons because they literally were one second away from the finals, right? You're talking about sending him to OKC now. Jesus, boy, that. Ben Simmons? No. Tobias. I wonder what they would get back for him. But okay, see Sacramento, Portland, Cleveland, Dallas. Cleveland would be a good haul. But who would you get? They already got three seven footers. Where would you play him? Oh, they no, no, they would send Kevin Love and Colin Sexton for Tobias. None of them start right now. Where would you play Tobias? Lori Marketing, Evan Moby. Oh, uh, they're, they're, the they're five and four locked up already. He, I mean. He could pay too much money to come off the bench. I mean, you got a valid point. I mean, no, he's not. Kevin Love getting paid all that money coming off the bench. And I think that maybe Tobias Harris is a bench Kevin player. Love, career. Kevin Love wants to come off the bench. No. Kevin Love knows he has to come off the bench. Either way, you're not finna start in front of Mobley. Let me tell you that much. He's gonna be Rick of the Year. <laughs> yeah. And our rookie, uh, yes. Yes. And our rookie's still in the G League, putting up 25 points. Putting up 25 points, though. He's like, I ain't sitting on the bench. I like it. But uh, and, and I said we we're gonna end this NBA segment on a high note. Man, shout out to B.I. Brandon Ingram. Everybody knows Brandon Ingram on the court has been known to have a little bit of a temper. Um He's known to uh, get in the face of other players. And then there's Josh Hart, who is kind of the opposite. He's Mr. Do-It-All, utility man kind of guy. Um, they bought their teammate, Alvarez. Uh, is it Alfonso Alvarez? Yeah, Alvarez. They bought a teammate. He's a rookie. He's from the Bronx. They played the Knicks. Uh, they bought his family 25 tickets for him to come, for them to come see him play. Um, they signed jerseys. B.I. signed the jersey for his little brother because Brandon Ingram is one of his favorite players. And they gave him gave him a signed jersey. And uh, Alvarez did a post-game interview where he almost cried because, you know, he on a rookie contract, first of all, you already know you're getting hazed. So you already got to buy a $2,000 dinner at least once. And then 
you know, you got to pay your agent. You got to pay all these people. That money goes away pretty quickly. That million, you get paid like a million dollars a year. Like he wasn't a top lottery pick. So that money can go away pretty quickly. So for them to pay 20 by 20 tickets for the New York, when they play New York in Madison Square Garden. That's your whole family be there. No, that ain't cheap either. That's that ain't cheap, ticket. brother. No matter how bad they are. Yeah. Pew, pew. Um, <laughs> uh, for them to do that, man, that 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 shine a really positive light on the brotherhood that could be the locker room, and really it shines a light on the brotherhood that when you hear about all of these guys that play football, basketball, played sports, and you hear them reminisce on the locker room and what it was like being around the guys, stuff like this is what they're talking about. So shout out to them for actually buying his his family tickets, man. He actually played a really good game that the game as well. So shout out to them, shout out to them, shout out to them. All right, man. Well, we've come to the end of the basketball segment of the Around the League edition of the Splash Cast episode 41. Did you see that? Uh, we are now going to get to the splashes of the week and we'll wrap up episode 41. Y'all stay tuned. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with our final segment of episode 41 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition, our Splashes of the Week. Uh, we got a couple topics we're going to talk about today, man. Let's start off in MLB baseball. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays have been trying to move their team to Montreal now for what, according to this article, says two and a half years have been hyper-focused on what is called a sister city proposal, where they play half their games in uh, Montreal and half their games in Tampa Bay, which means, what does that mean? That they'll eventually move to Montreal. Nah, I don't think that they want to 100% move to Montreal, but it allows you to kind of grow two different fan bases. It allows you to have fans in both cities and Montreal is a former baseball city. So, you know, specifically, I don't know how much everybody knows about the Tampa Bay devil race, but they actually play in St. Pete and they refuse to build them a new stadium. I don't know why That's what the issue is it's the stadium yeah. thing. And yeah, they won't build them a new stadium and, and St. Petersburg and Tampa are like 45 minutes apart, 30, 45 minutes apart. So they're only the Tampa Bay Devil Rays in name only. Uh, so I I was a big supporter of this. I really wanted to see them kind of split it and see what it looked like. But the M the MLB, of course, no phone police ruined it. <laughs> yeah, man. I you know I don't really have a dog in this fight. But if you're not the way that you attract free agents, the way that you attract people. Similar in college, the same thing in pros. You have to have the top facilities, the top managers, the top branding, the top everything. If you're not willing to pay that as an ownership, you become the Clippers. The Clippers are known in the past, their former owner, who did not. Basically, he was like, this is a business, and I'm just trying to make sure I make the most money possible. It wouldn't put anything into the team, and they perpetually were terrible until they got a new owner. Um, it's the same thing. You got to put money into the team. Otherwise, they're going to go somewhere else. 
So they're trying to go to Montreal, which is a former um, baseball town that loves, you know, that loves baseball. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. For now, Major League Baseball has rejected the proposal, but they have also said Tampa Bay says that, I mean, you know, we're not done. So it is what it is, man. We'll we'll see how that plays out. But that's just interesting that they're trying to do the sister city thing. Um, keeping it in baseball, y'all know in baseball, they have kind of like a protocol of how they roll stuff out. They try it in AAA. They try it in the minor leagues, and then they bring it up to the major leagues. They tried challenges in the minor leagues first, and they brought it up to the major leagues. They tried uh speeding up the game first in minor leagues then they brought it up to major leagues the the latest uh, way to improve baseball is they are trying out robot umpires at home plate moving up to triple a for 2022 which is one step away from major league baseball um the automated ball strike system is what it's called and uh the independent atlantic league became the first american professional league to let computer call balls and strikes in the all-star game in 2019 um this like you said this what there's always uh, to me this sucks because there's always that adds to the element of baseball is the human error so what's your thoughts man do you do you like this or not for me is i do but i don't the human error portion of it is what makes it interesting. It gives it a nuance that makes it a part of the game. Now, the robot umpires are going to sanitize the game. There's no more back and forth between you and the home play umpire. There's no more, you know, that's a lot of what gives baseball character. But you also have it there are two things now that I think about it. Number one, you should be able to call balls and strikes and they should be right every time. But what happens when the computer malfunctions? And we all know all computers malfunction. Anything man-made malfunctions. Correct. So, and that's cool until it's your game and it malfunctions. Yep, yep, yep. So it'll be interesting with baseball. They're doing everything they can to kind of promote the sport, save the sport, so to speak. I mean, there's a lot of money in it, so it's not going are you- anywhere but the popularity, if it wasn't for the Braves, I really wouldn't care. Are you down for it? Hmm? Are you down for it or no? Yes, because it will make the game more efficient. No. That's that's the engineering here. Yeah, no, because I want to see Snit come out there and yell with the umpire, I want to see, I want to see, like, what happens, baseball players are already on all these, whatever they got in there, it used to be steroids, they on something else now, what happens when you, what happens when you get mad, like, I'm, I don't know where the automated robot is going to be, if it's going to be right behind home plate, if it's going to be above home plate, like, how, I don't know how, it's, what it's going to see, but what if he gets mad and just swings the bat and hits the robot? I would not assume it's going to be, uh, What's the lady from the Jetsons, the female robot? Uh, I would not assume that you finna see that out there. <laughs> I can't. The maid? Yes, you know exactly. Rosie! <laughs> Rosie, Rosie is not maid. about to be calling balls and strikes. 
Yeah, so you're not, and when you said that, first thing that came to my mind is office space when they went out, when they took their printer outside and beat it, beat it to all hell. <laughs> I was like, no, you can't do that. Uh, I know, I would assume that it's something that's far away. Uh, you know, they probably do like some home office thing somewhere with a server so that nobody can get to it. And then it's only one person who can make any changes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it, but it should be interesting. Man, tell me about Shaden Sharp, man. How is he NBA eligible already? He is NBA eligible, and he's the only player who's actually hidden his eligibility. I don't know. He basically, they've known for a long time that he was going to be eligible to play in the NBA, but they didn't want everybody else to know because then that starts, you know, there's going to be people who start second-guessing him and asking him, are you gonna are you even gonna play for Kentucky when you could just go pro? You can get paid, you know, five, six, seven million dollars. Cause I think he's one of the top five players um in the next year's recruiting class. So it's gonna be d- difficult to convince this man. Why why would you go work for free? And I know you can get an NIL deal and all the rest of this stuff when you can just go to the NBA and get on the job training. I do see both sides of it. I mean, the guy who we think might be our best player spent a long time in college. Mm-hmm. And in that, who, who? DeAndre Hunter. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, because John and Trey definitely it was one year. One and <laughs> done. I'm out of there. But I do think that a lot of DeAndre's just ability to be an adult, his physical size, all of that is from the time that he took to develop in college. I see Very both sides that. of it. And, you know, I mean, Trey and John both should have been one. I mean, John could have stuck around for maybe a year, but for what? Nah, size. But, I mean, he was he was maxed out as to where he was going to be drafted. His his game has immediately evolved when he got into the NBA and they asked him to do a bunch of stuff that Wake Forest is just never going to ask him to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So, um you've been running into this for a long time with the one and done culture. I think Kyrie played with 11 games and got hurt. Jaden, um, Shaden Sharp has, a, has had a back injury, which is why he's not playing right now. Um, you have Michael, Jaylen, Michael Porter Johnson. Yeah. Jalen Johnson only played 13 games. Sharif only played right around that last year, but I mean, either way, you might as well just go ahead and get to the league. The sooner you can get to the league, you're going to play with better competitions. The only thing is you risk the chance of kind of being ruined. Like, what about if you're confident? Players. <laughs> your confidence ain't there. Don Maker, we just we it, just saw an article posted in the group. Uh, he's coming back to the G League. Once again, a 2K legend. Also a guy who I would like to have on the team. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Hey, Gorgie Jane, it's been it's been nice, but no. <laughs> yeah, man. So Shaden Sharp, man. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, this is the this is what you're gonna run into now, especially. But the thing is now nil deals. He's turned down five million dollars of nil deals and stuff and to play at Kentucky. Allegedly is what he says. So yeah, we'll see about that. Check them taxes. <laughs> uh, now I wanted to talk about. I think it's important. We always say more black cowboys and cowgirls at the end of every episode um the hatley brothers Keleron and james jr 
became the first black family to race quarter horses in the state of Texas. Um, they named their first horse Black Lives Matter. And of course, by naming it Black Lives Matter, um, there was a lot of pushback. You can't be <laughs> you can't be in Texas and name something Black Lives Matter in an all-white atmosphere as something like horse riding and anything rodeo, really. And it not be they got a black rodeo day. They have one black rodeo day. And it's a good day. 364 other days. No, no, no. The rodeo is like two weeks. Okay. It's 50 other weeks. But um, I I, I get it. But um, the fact that they are the first black family to race quarter horses in the and also one by naming their quarter horse uh, Black Lives Matter, who had the theoretically the second worst position. Uh, they were in lane like seven, seven out of eight. So, um, for them to come back and win, that is that is really dope. If y'all have a chance, go look up the Hatley family in in Texas. They're doing a lot of wonderful things, and to me, they're they are on their way to being amazing. Yes, that's it's a perfect way to end the show. Uh, we, you know, that's that's one of the things that we like to highlight here. One of the things we like to talk about. I know we play in joke and you uh, send me beers to picking the right teams, but definitely want to highlight these type of things. Um, specifically, more black cowboys, more black cowgirls. Yep. More black cowboys, more black cowgirls. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of episode 41 of the splash cast the around the league edition and the atl edition if i don't if you don't have anything else norwood take us out it has been an eventful weekend of football i know that like you said we say this every year that this is the best weekend of football ever i am willing to put any other weekend of football up against this one. And I will say this one is as good or better. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a delight. This is a kind of a long episode, but we had to cover it all. Quite the celebration for me. Not quite the celebration for you, but hey, the weekend before you, you know, you you, you had your boys. So I guess we about 50% right now. Um, With that said, Number one, more black baseball. Number two, more black cowboys and cowgirls. Number three, put some money in an envelope like your grandmama used to do, or even write a little check. Send some money over to Hampton University. Send some money to the HBCU that you attended and graduated from, even if you only went there for a couple weeks, maybe a semester and a half. Um, Always remember to like, subscribe, follow, follow and unfollow, hit it a million times. Make sure that you tell everybody about the Splash Cast 12 pack that comes out every Wednesday. Let them know that we deliver you an Atlanta edition every Tuesday and an Around the League episode every Thursday. Uh, we also do on Saturday morning lives. We're having a lot of great interaction, a lot of fun with that. And I'm also winning beers. Uh, you you want to say anything about Saturday morning live, Rich? 
Yeah, man. You know, every every haha, every dog has his day. If you go back and look at episode thirty nine of the Splash Cast and see the album art, you will see that every dog has his day. Um, kudos to you for making the right picks. I made the right pick in football this year as well. Um, you know, so there are there is that. Big <laughs> I think it's been like two weeks now, right? So, uh, like I said, the Gators are now on the clock. Um, shout out to you, man. Hopefully, I, I can win some beers back, but you will get your cash app sent for the 24 beers that I owe you. Uh, with that being said, man, we love y'all. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, and review us. Um, uh, Splashcast uh website on the way you just gotta take some pictures and find a graphic design artist that won't steal our money and <laughs> who knew that that was no now this y'all don't really understand how much work and foolishness me and reggie deal with besides like our regular jobs the graphic design man disappeared but didn't disappear right we looking at the dms we can hey big dog i can see you reading the messages but Hey, fuck that dude. We still prospering out here. Show still doing great. I was just sitting now reflecting, thinking, man, we have a podcast that thousands of that people have listened to thousands of times. We yeah, started this. something we never even imagined. We appreciate all the support. It ain't but one thing left to do now. Hang out. Hang out. See y'all next week, man. Love y'all. Adios, mi amigo. Send me my cerveza. Dun, 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 dun. Be safe. Uh, be safe. Before you crop, stay on the motherfucking curve. Hey, got the trap, tell them come and get your ass served. Hey, hang around killers, they'll kill you off my word. Nigga told me get my lick back, back flipping with a bitch trap. Buddy acting tender, cause he heard I'm in this bitch mouth. She ain't trying to fuck, she about to get her ass kicked out. Blouse caught a nigga, walk around with my dick out. Hey, I'm everywhere they say I ain't, ain't going where they say I can't. We don't see them in the street, shit. I ain't gonna see them in the back. Paper over pussy, niggas whooping, yeah. By the way, give a nigga the green light. Nigga try to rock the way. Stamp it like a beast, little freaky bitch piece. Hey, Fuck with ball players, got her acting like a diva. Hey, strap with the Nina. I hurt that little bitch a keeper. Keep Sheena squirt her all cream. I swear to God that I'm a leaver. Hey, that nigga crazy. He don't think that she a cheater. But she got a move curfew. He be catching, he'll beat her. Got some young niggas knock you out for a feature. They do anything for beats. Swear to God you won't believe me. Hey, now everybody want a holiday or demon. Till you send them to the devil. Come and meet the Grim Reaper. Hey, got a nothing back to back. Shaking like a seizure. Make this baby chopper get to singing like a reaper. We ain't got to play no hot seat. Tell them drop the Touch to say it wasn't me.